It was creepy. We always have brandy and cigars. Why are you here? Why are we here? I don't know. What's the Magna Carta say? Welcome to Up Yours Downstairs, the podcast that's been working part-time since 7, full-time since 12. I'm Kelly Anakin. And I'm Tom Schneider. We are properly married. I've had the police round. The whole street's whispering. Yeah, well, maybe you uh, should put pants on every once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) I'll consider it. It won't kill you. Uh, Might it? It mightn't. (laughs) All right. Or something. Anyway, we are joined today by a guest... Very exciting. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the podcast, Lauren Parker. Hi, everybody. Hi. Host of such podcasts as Erotic Friend Fiction, Listener Beware, and Coffee at Luke's. I remembered all of that, <laughs> which is pretty remarkable. That's solid. That was yeah. good work. So we are here to discuss the film <laughs> Suffragette. Yes. <laughs> so it's going to be a bit of a weird format for us because we didn't, you know, we couldn't like recap it like we usually do. Uh, because that would have been rude to the other people in the theater. All and we whom... were already pretty rude to them. Yeah. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> we were not great companions. No. They, <laughs> we they... were... I got I got hissed at. Oh, wow. I know, you did. I couldn't... Because like, I heard it and I was like, was that in a movie? <laughs> <laughs> but Lauren checked your phone like at like an hour, you know... In, and a half. Yeah, an hour <laughs> and a half in. And somebody hissed at her. Wow. I know. And, Very Bay Area. And I looked back at her and she was exactly what I pictured in my mind <laughs> from the hiss. So I was like, yes. What did you picture? I pictured in like a... a over 50 woman mm-hmm. who's like you know really bougie like, yeah just like i was just like oh you're that person who's not used to being mildly inconvenienced yeah welcome to piedmont everybody yeah, yeah and like you're mad about that and not this movie that you I, paid whatever amount of money to see oh. yeah, the, uh, the couple next to us was really enjoying it you really yeah anyway okay so <laughs> in case you didn't notice yeah we didn't much care for this movie yeah i didn't love it it's true. um and we were actually debating even whether we would cover it mm-hmm. because there was a great review in the stranger out of seattle just about how there's no women of color in this movie whatsoever yeah. there's no people of color in no this movie. there's yeah. not i looked yeah not you know not in the crowd scenes Nothing. not anywhere they not just and i don't so anyway tom and i had a very heated debate mm-hmm. about whether or not we should even dignify this with any kind of coverage uh but we decided to because reasons uh kind of we'd already been planning to and we didn't want to come up with a new idea i think that's very solid thinking (laughs) um no but i mean basically we're telling you not to spend your money on it so if you haven't don't yeah yeah it's just shocking that there's no people of color whatsoever so the review from the stranger mentioned uh there was an indian princess princess sophia who was like a special like I tried to read her Wikipedia article uh-huh. in our in keeping with our very thorough research <laughs> right. tactics on this show, but like her father was the Maharaja. Uh, they called him something. God, sorry we didn't research this yeah. appropriately. But my birthday party was last night, and we're <laughs> things, a little hungover. Yeah, things got out of hand. Uh, anyway, but like so, her father basically seated all of his holdings to the British Raj mm-hmm. and then was essentially forced to move to England so that uh, his fellow countrymen didn't murder him. <laughs> and Princess Sophia was like a favorite of Queen Victoria's and she was given a grace and favor uh, living quarters. 
in uh, Faraday Hall. Okay. I don't understand what any of that means. Oh, okay. I think what that means is that the Crown has various properties that they are free to distribute at will. Okay. And to people who have their grace and favor. So she did, and she and her two sisters were brought up as debutantes, basically. Um, and, you know, they entered British society, mm-hmm. and Princess Sophia, and her title of princess came from her lineage in India, not to be confused with the British princess in right, HRH. Right. Um, yeah, but she was like a total Edwardian woman. She was into sport. She wore Western clothes. You know, she was an English woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then she got super into getting women to vote. She was like BFFs with Emmeline Pankhurst. And I'm like, why in a movie where Emmeline Pankhurst appeared for a total of 30 seconds? Roughly yeah. 30 seconds. Yeah. Why? Where was that? Like, that movie would have been amazing. Get Archie Punjabi to play her. Like, go fuck yourself, <laughs> yeah. whoever directed this. Yeah, or just beyond that, she would have been so easy to just be in there for a few lines as a token. Like, yeah. this is what drives me nuts is that, you know, when I was a kid, we had token people of color and everything. And that wasn't great, but at least there were the tokens. Well, and the, you know, the thinking behind it, and it's not great thinking because obviously it didn't work, but the thinking is like, oh, hey, like, let's... Get these people in there, get in the experience, like, then that'll, like, grow into things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it is, uh, systemic. Yeah. So you have to really have everybody at every level of production on board. But, yeah, just no, no women of color in the crowd scenes. And Princess Sophia was key in getting Indian women to rally for the vote mm-hmm. in Britain. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, bad, uh, bad move there. Yeah, Emmeline Pinker served as, like, a specter. Kind of like yeah. haunting the film, but Sarah she wasn't really in it. Gavron, Gavron, and Abby Morgan—that's the director and the writer. Mm-hmm. Fired. And, <laughs> yeah, just like look in this day and age. Come on, like the whole history of feminism, and you know, and they kind of try to like pass it off, like, oh, well, the relationship between black women and white women in the U.S. is very different, and like the U.K. And but I was like, no, but you had a lot. Of people of Indian descent living in Britain. Right. I mean, certainly it was, the racial context was very different. Sure. Like, that's. That doesn't mean it was non-existent. Yeah. Yeah. It's still present. It's just different. Yeah. 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 So any, but like, you look at like American suffrage and Iron Jawed Angels, which is a much better movie than this Mm -hmm. was. If you're going to watch a movie about women's suffrage, watch that one. It's not perfect. But they give a lot of credence to the fact that the Southern women's suffrage delegation basically refused to march in uh events if black women were permitted to also march Mm -hmm. um and you know it's not to alice paul's credit that she caved Mm -hmm. and kind of gave into their demands but yeah i'm sorry not kind of she definitely did right Um, (laughs) but that's in there. Yeah, and it's that in there. Story and it should is in be. there. And this, these sorts of things are important because when we do these movements, when we, we look back at these movements and we whitewash their, their flaws and we oh, look away from their flaws, that doesn't help anybody because then when, when we're looking at present day movements and we see that they are made up of flawed people who are right about some things and wrong about others, we're like, oh, well, this isn't a real movement, not like the ones back in the day where everybody was pure of heart and on the same page. Mm-hmm. Like, Speaking of reality. <laughs> <laughs> uh the character of Maud <laughs> yes. as portrayed by Carrie Mulligan who I still how does she have a career I just don't get it guys No she I would have much rather seen uh Mary Culligan in this role exactly. Mary Culligan played this role in Parade's End and was terrific Yeah 
And she just was a non-character, which wasn't her fault. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they couldn't find a single interesting enough person in this movement. And they talked all about, like, people. this, you know, this director was essentially like, oh, well, it's all about class. And I was like, was it? Yeah. We didn't really get any engagement on that. Like, oh, were some of these people from different backgrounds? But it wasn't like they were engaging with that fact. Yeah. No, it's like it. it started off... As if it was going to be about class, and then that just kind of dropped out. Until the very end when she abducted a child. Right. Yeah. And gave her to a rich lady. Yeah. Here, so it's kind of that Danny from Stonewall situation all over again, where, you know, she gets off the bus from Oklahoma. I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about, because <laughs> I completely forgot that Stonewall even happened. <laughs> I know, right? Um, yeah, I, as I've said before, composite characters are a cop-out, especially yeah. when you make them front and center, especially for historical films. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're the particle board of, of characters. They, they're not real. They're, they're, you think that they're more relatable and they're not. Yeah. And I'm so sick of this narrative where it's like, oh, here's this woman who didn't think it was a problem. Oh, no. Then, like, rape happened. Uh, and, like, I'm so sick of people being raped into militants. Yeah. No. Where's the movie about somebody who just thought that? Yeah. Somebody, like, I would have much rather seen a movie focus on Helena Bonham Carter's character. Mm-hmm. And we get her backstory. Her mother fought tooth and nail to make sure that she would get the same education as her brother. And she is now a very successful uh, pharmacist yeah. or yeah. chemist, as y'all would say across the <laughs> pond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like that would be an interesting story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I kept thinking as we were watching this and thinking about Selma. Yeah. Uh, and just how that movie was a great movie. Yeah. And this movie was just like this totally lazy collage of what somebody thinks might win an Oscar. Yeah. 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 And like, it's like, I don't mind if something's Oscar bait if it's good. Right. Like, we all know the Oscars exist. Right. People are going to keep making movies to try to win Oscars. That mm-hmm. is how achievement is. Yeah, they even got Meryl Streep in it and it, 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 it wasn't enough. <laughs> all right. We need to talk about Meryl Streep for a second. Yes. Because Lauren and I... Or of like we mine. don't get it. No, I don't get it. I'm sorry, mom. I don't get it. We just her. Yeah, and, yeah we like, don't get her as a. I, we, what? I've I have often wondered the same thing. It's not that she's a bad actor particularly, but like, why is she? Yeah, she's not Jesus. Yeah, what's so great about her? Yeah, I didn't love Mamma Mia. I was not alone. I liked her <laughs> in Anne Julia. I um, also liked her. Actually, that was the first thing because I was like, have I really liked her in anything? And I loved her in The Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I hated that movie. Yeah, well. Like, that movie is garbage, but, um, no, and I just, like, people lose their minds over her. I don't know why, and now she's made her fuggo daughters into actresses, <laughs> and I, and, like, like their, their fuggo and their last name is Gummer? Yeah, like. Gummer. Didn't she marry a carpenter? Probably. Okay. <laughs> like, that, to me, is the ultimate privilege. <laughs> like. Just being able to marry a carpenter? Yes. Being that financially solvent where you can... <laughs> I mean, depending a- on what kind of carpentry he's doing, <laughs> yeah. he might be earning an excellent living. Potentially. It's, it's, a, it's a solid trait. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got being against so carpenters? classist. This, yeah, this was like when Cher married that bagel boy. <laughs> what? <laughs> you, were, you didn't know about this? Is a bagel boy like a bubble boy? <laughs> He can marry him, but he can never leave this bagel. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, no, seriously, what happened with Cher and the Bagel Boy? Okay, so she seriously wanted to do a bagel place in New York and fell in love with this guy, and he like lived with her for four years and then quit so he could go back to bagel making. Recently? I think 80s, maybe 90s. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a great... I, that would be a great movie about feminism. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Uh, um, okay, so like maybe like a basic plot outline sure. for the people that we have told not to go see it who are going to listen to us. Yeah, so what's, what's Mary Colligan's real name? Carrie Mulligan? No, Mary Colligan. Uh, I don't know, but okay. I can look it up if you guys want to start going on the old plot summary. All right. So anyway, uh, we start off with, uh, what's her name? Maud Watts. Is that what her last name was? I, I yeah. get it the whole film. It is one of the worst protagonist <laughs> names I've ever... Maud Watts. Yeah. And I also realized watching this movie how spoiled I am by having like Netflix and Amazon Prime and being able to put subtitles on. Because right? there are like whole chunks of dialogue where I was like, what did, what happened? What did you guys say? And I feel like I didn't used to be this bad yeah. until like everything could come with subtitles. Yeah, yeah. So um she's working at a laundry and it's, you know, terrible as you would expect. Uh and then women are around being like, Hey, votes for women and she's like, Psh, whatever. She's like, I don't need a vote. Yeah. I don't even have a personality. Yeah, she's so vacant. Yeah. She's, in the beginning, she's like a non-person. And this is how I feel about Carrie Mulligan in every role. In yeah. every role I've ever seen her in, she's just like, oh, she was awful in Inside Llewellyn Davis, which I loved. Yeah. Like, she's just like a vacant black hole of nothingness. She is, and yeah. She doesn't even have the energy to be a manic pixie dream girl. No. Yeah. She's just like, oh, that sounds hard. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So anyway, she's working in the laundry. Yeah, and she uh, she gets caught up in a suffragette action where they're all throwing rocks through windows. We could not determine if this was Selfridge's store. Um, I mean, it was a pretty basic display. It, like it, it didn't was. have the it was, panache. It was creepy. Uh, well, mannequin technology is still real creepy, Lauren. <laughs> yeah. We've never managed to, like, figure it out. This yeah. is the, the country that developed Madame Tussauds, so there you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, whatever store it was, it did not have the Henri Leclerc touch. It did not. So. Also, there's no one nearly as attractive as him in this movie. <laughs> That's true. This That's movie has a severe for. lack of people of color and attractive men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. There yeah. were no attractive men in this movie. Basically, your only bet is Ben Wisha. Uh, no, Samuel West was in it, <laughs> aka Mustache, Mister Selfridge. Mustache. But that shouldn't be your number one most attractive dude. Yeah. in the movie, He's and not... I think he was. Uh, all right, because Ben no. Wisha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his ears are weird. He looked better in this than he did in Brideshead Revisited, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, he plays the he plays Mister Watts. Sunny. Sunny. Which I'm like, are British people allowed to be named Sunny? No. Uh, I've just always thought uh, the of it poor as. poor ones are, apparently. Right. Well, I, and then I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, but it makes sense because, I mean, like, it's, you know, maybe he also was like a laundry orphan and, like, <laughs> they never gave him a name. He was just called Sunny. Yeah. They knew he was somebody's son once. <laughs> right. He belonged to the laundry now. <laughs> Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> Here's to the night we said hang dry. <laughs> uh, so then a uh so Mustache's wife is handing out flyers outside the laundry saying that Oh, I forgot that was her. Yeah. <laughs> that god, this movie was a chock a block full of people who made no impression on me whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, goodbye, I will never remember you. <laughs> 
So she's uh, handing out pamphlets and she's like, hey, uh, Lloyd George is holding hearings about votes for women and he wants to hear from women of all different, you know, classes and whatnot. So somebody... But definitely no brown women. Right. Like, he's absolutely not interested in that. <laughs> well, and it was kind of pitched as a union thing, you know, like they were targeting people. Right, that was what was so weird because, like... It seemed to be about wages. It wasn't actually about voting. Right. Yeah. And, I, and, and, and you know, I think there was kind of this belief in the suffrage movement at the time where if we give, you know, women the right to vote, we will be able to change all of these other issues, which, as we see currently, is not exactly how that has panned out. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. But, yeah, one, you know, he was... He was a labor guy or a liberal. Yeah. Yeah, this is pre-labor. But uh, was he? Who was late? I, well, I well he wasn't laboral enough. Yeah. <laughs> In any case, yeah. So her coworker, Violet, is like, yeah, I'm Played down. by Anne-Marie Duff, who we've all agreed we don't like her face. No. <laughs> we can't explain why, but we just aren't fans. It's very pinched. Yeah. He has a pinched face. It's kind of a, oh God, what's her name from, uh, Oh Orange- yeah, oh God, what's her name? Yeah, Orange <laughs> is the New Black, the whole like. Piper? No, the trashy one. Pensatucky? Yeah, she's the Pensatucky. I thought she looked, I think Anne Marie Duff looks more like Yoga Jones. Oh. Mm. Whose face doesn't bother me. No, I don't get it. Anyway, <laughs> what's in a face? Right. <laughs> so she's, uh, she's down with the cause and she's gonna go, uh, testify at this Was hearing. Was she one of the people who had chucked stones at the windows? I believe so. Okay. Yes. She, so she, you know, she like winked at her. Yeah, and that and that cutaway where we have to pull it all together. Yeah, she is the one that like is is throwing rocks or whatever, and then uh, she is also working at the laundry mm-hmm. with and has only been there like three weeks. Right, and she's been like late a couple times. Yeah, and Mister Tyler, <laughs> he's oh, a yeah. good employer. Yes, we're uh, spoiler alert. He is not. <laughs> He's not. No. Uh, so yeah. So she's going to go testify, and does something inspire her to go? No. Well, she yes. Uh, she walked in on Miss oh, Tyla right. <laughs> uh, fondling Violet's daughter Maggie. Yeah, and that radicalized her again. Yeah. Our complaint being that apparently this is the only thing. This is the only story we ever get to see. Right. Oh, yeah. Is that, you know, violence against women and sexualized violence against women is the only thing that could possibly radicalize anybody. Right. And um, so she's like, oh man, my friend's daughter's getting molested. And everybody's like, oh, so you're going to tell your friend about it? She's like, nope. Nah. But I'll go watch her testify in, in Parliament. And for the rest of the movie, at no point. And Does it's she bring like, it up? Yeah. And it's like, you know, and it may be a situation where it would be like, oh, like, we're aware, but like, what the fuck are we going to do? Because mm-hmm. later, Maggie does become the only one with any earning potential in the family. Well, and that's kind of the throwback is that, like, <clears throat> she, that happened to her, and yeah. she's the one that's like the tip top of and the rock. No, yeah. and that's like a totally fine story to tell, but it's just grafted in here. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and used as character development when it's not. Yeah. Well, and it's also, I mean, the other thing that's going on is that the same thing happened to Maud. Uh, like, it's implied. Yeah. Again, was... never really dealt with in a way that was satisfying. Yeah. But it's. Well, it seemed so strange. Because, yeah, he, he makes that comment of, she reminds me of you. you yeah. Know, and, and when you were her age. Yeah. And yeah. then it kind of, like, touches her waist at one point when, you know. Yeah. And so it's it's very heavily, like. That happened. Like yeah, that, that was what yeah. we were to take away from it. And so she's she is like all the earning potential too, because that's sort of his mo is to find all these girls like this, and then they become I don't know the top lace ironers. Uh-huh. I didn't follow the hierarchy quite that well. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she, so 
interjection. Adelaide Clemens is the name oh, okay. of uh, Mary Culligan. Cause, see, because I want what I wanted to say was we should call her Adelaide Clemens, and then I was going to say then we could call Carrie Mulligan, <laughs> you know. But now we're like Adelaide Lemons, like that. Actually, really... Adelaide Lemons works great. <laughs> she Adelaide... does remind me of a Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adelaide Lemons. <laughs> yes, that's what we're calling Maude from now on. <laughs> no, I'm like, hey, guess what? Uh, Abby and Stacy or whatever the hell your names are. <laughs> we already have a feminist hero named Maud, and she was played by Beatrice Arthur. Yep. So get yeah. off my lawn. <laughs> get off my Maud. <laughs> here, here. So anyway, they get to uh, Parliament where they'll be testifying, but uh, Violet got the shit beaten out of her the other night by her husband. Who is a violent drunk. Yeah. And she gets pregnant all the time. Ooh. <laughs> the slut. Right. Uh, so she can't testify because of that. It'll look bad, essentially. Right. And I'm like, when, isn't that actually a great argument? Yeah, like, isn't this exactly like, oh, why hey, women need the vote? We need the vote because my husband beat the shit out of me, even though I knew I had a totally important business meeting today. Yeah. Like, if if women had the vote, we might make a law that's like, hey, stop hitting us. Yeah. Like that, you know. But, but then they would have to stop hitting them. <laughs> like, you see the problem. Hard choices, guys. Hard choices. Yeah. I can see why this took so long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Maud is uh, urgently summoned to step in. in you mean her- Catalade Lemons? <laughs> right, Catalade. Don't ask for no, no, a no, thing. No, you're right. Then- Sorry. <laughs> so, Caddy, she... <laughs> <laughs> She ends up, she was, she's going to be just reading the testimony the Violet prepared. Which seems stupid. Right, it like, does. Like, isn't the whole point of this that it's a first-person narrative? <laughs> well, like, and, and also and she makes the mistake of saying that she's not that person and then pointing back. Like, I'm like, you are new, yeah. aren't you? And also, like, yeah, and it's just like, they did no prep work with either of them, apparently. Yeah. Like, shouldn't the rich lady have been like, now Violet? Is there a possibility that your violently drunk husband is going to beat the shit out of you the night before? Because if so, we can put you in a hotel somewhere. <laughs> or, you know, get some makeup uh, ready to go. Yeah, just, like, you know, there's a lot of things they could have done. <laughs> there was a lot of, like, shoulder-shrugging rich people in this book. They were like, whole thing. Yeah. They were like, it's so unfortunate. And I'm like, there's things you actively could do and you have an intimate relationship with these people and could have arranged it yeah mm-hmm. well that's the thing like there were these conflicts kind of like within the movement kind of like hinted at and discussed second but we never got to see it and that movie would have been amazing yes. yes a movie about the pankhursts like this woman who made the movie stacy gavron mm-hmm. sure <laughs> she was like oh well we didn't want to make a movie about the pankhurst i'm like why not yeah nobody ever has made that movie yeah there's so many movies that haven't been made. Uh, oh, for example, there has never been a documentary even made about Harriet Tubman or Sojourner Truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that makes me sick. Ida B. Wells. Ida B. Wells, but not, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, there's just, like, there's so many stories. Uh, you know, Princess Sophia. Yeah. Like, there's all of these cool movies that we could make, but we still keep wasting our time with these boring-ass composite characters. And I'm like, shouldn't everyone in the audience agree that women voting is good? Like, who are you worried about getting on your side? Yeah. yeah. And they were like, oh, like, when we were sending the script around, like, men didn't want to be in it. And I was like, well, then, fuck them. Maybe... Maybe your script wasn't that good. That's Did also like of a that? really good point. <laughs> no, I, I mean, hate it, it when women make it hard for me to support women. Because yeah. we we were coming home from this and we were like, maybe women shouldn't have voted. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, and it's like, uh, and like, you know, uh, just so much of the stuff that happened in this was really cool. 
things that happen. Yeah, and you would see a cool thing wander across the screen, confused and disoriented, <laughs> and then it would walk away, and you would keep reaching out, hoping it would come back, and it and never did. Like, all yeah. these bitches are spinning in their graves. They're yeah. like, we died for this. People don't even know anything about Susan B. Anthony, and frankly, she's way overblown. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She was a real dick. Yeah, she was, yeah. She was not cool. She treated Ida pretty terribly, so yes. she's on my shit list. <laughs> so look out. Okay, anyway, back to, <laughs> That's back right, to the Bean. plot summary. Coming for you. Back to the plot summary. Yeah. Uh, so she testifies, and she talks about how she's been working in the laundry her whole life, just like everybody else, and it's terrible. And, and women die very young. Yeah. And Lloyd George is like, you know, cool. We'll see how that goes. I'm sorry, this boy George? <laughs> yes, I like this plan. Boy George. <laughs> they probably called him that, actually. Yeah. The boy George. <laughs> but he's basically, and he's basically like, yep, I think that's going to do it. That testimony right there. Which, gonna... I'm like, that's not how testimony, testimony. I kept wanting to reach out and straighten his hair the whole time. <laughs> like, yeah, you're the freaking, you know, chancellor of the exchequer or something, right? Yeah. And he was sort of, there's this, there was like this false nicety to it, mm-hmm. which I'm glad that they didn't like, but it, he kind of felt like he was going to be like the character that was thrown in to give like, you know, you know there's the, always like that sympathetic white character in, in movies about mm-hmm. race where it's yeah. like, it's like the, ad, like where I thought he was going to be like the man character equivalent of that or, oh, that's the, the man that every man in the audience can yeah. like pretend they would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like the entire family of the Crawleys on Downton Abbey right. is like, oh, I would definitely like not throw the gay butler out on the street. Like, I definitely would do that. We would like tolerate a black person, but then gently steer <laughs> our niece toward this still kind of transgressive, but ultimately fine yeah. white guy. <laughs> so then Whishaw gets mad. Because uh, <gasps> what a weenie. so boring. Like, he wasn't even interesting, Matt. I yeah. actually wanted him to hit her. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because it would have been less boring. Yeah. It was boring him and boring George, the boy George, her yes. son. I was like, what? Have you met these people before? <laughs> yeah. Catalade? Well, he, he goes most of the movie, the son, without, like, speaking at all. Like, he's always just sort of, like, standing there, like... Yeah, existing. It, it doesn't even, like, register for me that she's, like, a parent, really, at all, until, like towards the middle when yeah. she risks losing him mm-hmm. like which is fine but i'm like can this kid not talk like whose nephew is this yeah. like you know they have actual kid actors now right yeah <laughs> so they go so he you know wishaw tells caddy not to go to anything else anymore and she's like uh oh, whatever and she goes to a big rally that they're having when basically like the results of this vote are going to be announced apparently uh, so they're all at the rally, and then Lloyd George comes out, and he's like, listen, everybody's super, uh, like, likes where you're going, but uh, also we did not pass the bill. Also, if this was a movie about class, shouldn't we have seen multiple testimonies yeah. from yeah. people of multiple class bickrams? <laughs> like, uh, you know, yeah. this makes it seem like the account of one poor laundress failed the movement. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like they're like, they're like, you know what? We got a laundress's testimony closed that's no representative more. of every woman we yeah, got it this is gonna make or break it guys, guys. we are great at running this country <laughs> let's go have brandy and cigars <laughs> we always have brandy and cigars oh you're right <laughs> let's go have more of them and call up a whore <laughs> i'm sorry ring up <laughs> yeah several also, whores i also imagine i also imagine they had some specific english term for whores at that time you know yeah I don't know, doxy. Um, they did. I looked all that slang up one time, oh, right. a really long time ago. Yeah, 
The movie does start in 1912, and there's no mention of the Titanic, though, so... So that's something. That gives it half a star right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, granted, that star is sort of a, I don't think you tried at all star, but it yeah, is Yeah, it's actually star. more of a quarter star, like a star that's like winking, and it's like, you tried! <laughs> it's a participation star. <laughs> Participate star? Ah, uh, I flew cl- too close to the sun on that one, guys. Let's move on. All right. So the women all get very angry and start yelling, and then the police come to break it all up and, uh, you know, beat a bunch of them and arrest them. I am very curious about a lot of the logic behind the police response to this stuff, Mm -hmm. because... I'm certainly not saying that police don't just beat the shit out of people and often kill them because they can't. Yeah. I'm just, you know, cause I know, you know, they're trying to like suppress the movement, but it's like if you're, cause none of the women seem to be violent that we saw. Right. Nobody no, was throwing then, anything. They were just yelling. They were yeah. like, you're a liar. Like, yeah. That's what they yeah, they were it. exercising yeah. their freedom of speech, which I'm pretty sure Britain has. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What's the Magna Carta say? Well, it's yeah, it says a lot of things, but it's all in English that nobody understands anymore. So, well, oh man, no, it's you know, and well, I mean, because we see also that you know they've got a fair. The government has a decent amount of control over the press as well. I mean, yeah. that gets brought up. So That's it's not true. anyway. Regardless, yeah. Well, if the government controls the press, why do anything? <sighs> anyway, I just found the whole police strategy like they really could have suppressed this movement a lot better. Is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, it was really chaotic. They they did not like strategize at all. No. Yeah. Or rather, the screenwriter did not write a cohesive strategy. Well, Good yeah, point. that's true. Because, you know, the, the one representative of that side that we have the whole time is Brendan Gleeson, who shows... he. We meet him when... Actually, what if he's a ghost that only Catalade can see? <laughs> that would explain and a lot. And Samuel West. And Samuel West, Like, yeah. yeah. I think that's what happened, because I don't think he interacted with anybody else. Yeah, well, the only... And again, why don't we get a scene of him going to... Uh, Helena Bonham Carter's character trying to get her to inform. Like, yeah, we, like we he, don't he see him he, yeah. working hard at his job. No, it's, no, he's like, he's like the only cop. Yeah, yeah. And we, he mostly just sits at his desk looking at pictures, going, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> as most police work is. They didn't even add a creative narrative of him being like in love with her. Like they couldn't even milk that wow, trope. That's true, man. God, like, this was a completely boring movie. You know, like, yeah. like that would have been very original and innovative if he'd done that. <laughs> it's like, why are you here? Why are we here? <laughs> well, I was the only one who uh, didn't find the script emasculated. So <laughs> things haven't really picked up since uh, Boondock Saints or whatever the fuck I was in last. <laughs> Brendan Gleeson. He did a really good job playing his beard. But <laughs> I think his beard was playing him. Yeah, that beard was all over the place. Somebody picked it All right. Uh, hello, Penelope. We can't get you Brendan Gleeson, but we can get you his beard. <laughs> Is that going to be all right? I'm getting very good at a variety of British accents. You are. Not bad. Still can't do Mrs. Hughes, but... Uh, yeah, sucks. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, we've still got, you know, we've still got the American run. You can give it one last go. I don't feel good about my chances, guys. <laughs> I think that ship might have sailed. Oh, well. So Caddy's in jail where uh, she gets recruited by the other people in jail who are all, you know, more longstanding. Although militants. she's not really into it still. She right. still hasn't been, like, radicalized enough. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that they were all attacked. Uh, the fact that she makes... 
six shillings less a week than her husband, despite doing a third more hours. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So none of that has worked, and she gets out of prison. And like, actually, and I love this. These are the details that I love because, mm-hmm. oh my god, the suffragettes were so organized. Because mm-hmm. every time the women would be released from prison, they would have a whole committee there with yeah. a banner. They'd give them flowers. They gave them medals. Yeah, yeah. The outfits in this movie were great. Mm-hmm. Ah. I'm curious, and I didn't catch any offhand, but I'm like, I bet there's costumes in this that they used on Downton Abbey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and a bunch of the other stuff that we've watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I really love seeing just how it works, and that's where Iron Jawed Angels is so great. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Iron Jawed Angels is all about the how of it. Yeah. This movie is purportedly about the why, and, and we uh, already know why. It's yeah. because women are equal to men. <laughs> yeah. Like, and the law should reflect that. Like, I, and yeah, this wasn't even a biopic. This was just nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're still going to be mad about that. Let's continue with the plot. Sure. Such as it is. Right. So she goes back to the laundry. Everybody kind of knows what happened. It's a big scandal. Um, She was in jail for about a week. uh, Yeah. Yeah, she was in jail for a week. And, like, her husband, like, covered for her with the boss and said she was sick. But, like, all the neighbors are like, you know, hubbub, hubbub. Have you heard? (laughs) I'm like, don't you have starving that you're busy doing? (laughs) They're so hungry they have to distract themselves. Like, hi. They're going on a hunger strike. We're doing it involuntarily. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, you know, because the one thing she says early on when she's, you know, pre-radicalized is like that, oh, you know, throwing rocks through windows, that isn't respectable. Mm. And that's, you know, what they're all all striving for is to, to maintain respectability in, you know, their squalor. Was that supposed to make her more relatable? It, like... I don't know. I know, and look, it's in, you look at the the movements that are going on today, and that's always the tension for yeah. the foot soldiers, which mm-hmm. we'll get into a bit later. But it's like, do you go the respectable route, even though the rewards may not be as great, or do you go, you know, with the uh, the demonstration route, yeah, where the risk is very high, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so what happens then? She's back at work. Oh, Mister Taylor gets uh, feisty with her. I think or like no was it maybe that's when maggie yes she sees maggie yeah yeah that's right she goes yeah so she goes to i guess and i guess she's just there for something for her son who's got a cough right yeah because she goes to see helena bottom carter and she's you know she won't take any money from her mm-hmm. uh and like she's got a whole bunch of that was actually before she got no that's right prison. that was but before. anyway so she is like familiar with her. Yeah. Um, and Helena, Helena Bonham Carter has like Emmeline Pankhurst's picture up on her wall and is yeah, very, very yeah. visible. Yeah. Uh, and a again, would have rather seen a movie about her and her amazing ally husband. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who like drives getaway cars and helps her make bombs. Yeah. And I leaned to Tom in the middle of this movie and I was like, this is who you would be. <laughs> yeah. This is what you would be doing. Yeah. Aiding and abetting. Is yeah. What we no, call that. They, yeah. He has also done time. Yeah. yeah, and he's, uh, he's a fully paid-up member of the Men's League, somebody refers yeah. to him as. So, yeah. At any rate, so she goes then. There's a rally that Mrs. Pankhurst is speaking at. Is that yeah, correct? Uh, no, yes. So after the the failure of the bill, after the beatings and the imprisonment, Mrs. Pankhurst is coming out of hiding mm-hmm. um, and giving a speech. She talks for 15 seconds. It's yeah. Meryl Streep. Yeah, with the the voice was well done. She actually captured the voice. Nobody's quite well. saying Meryl Streep's a bad actress. We're yeah, just saying she is not maybe thirteen Oscars. <laughs> Great, especially French Lieutenant's woman. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren just sent me a screenshot of Meryl Streep in that movie today and was like, "There, you've seen the movie. <laughs> it's this for two hours, but it does have the most accurate sex scene I've ever seen." 
All right. Which is? So he's a Victorian, like, colonel or whatever, and it's clear that he's never had, like, sex before, and so it's over in about four seconds. Mm-hmm. Like, embar- like they make it embarrassingly clear that that's what happens, and I was like, good, that's, uh, yeah, yep. okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. There you go. Yeah, people act like it's so difficult for female virgins, but I'm like, it's not all that great for dudes <laughs> <No>. either. <laughs> okay, so. There's a lot that can go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> So they all go to the rally. She's like, rah, rah, sister suffragette. Yeah. And then she ends, <laughs> she ends on that, I'd rather be a rebel than a slave line, which right. they, uh, very foolishly put on a bunch of t-shirts and yeah. like, you can't, Emmeline Pankhurst can be using like racist rhetoric because she is dead. Yeah. Yes. And we have it on record what she said, but like producers of this movie. Yeah. You're like, idiots. You're dumb. Like, all the goodwill... Because I was so excited for this movie. Mm-hmm. I was so excited for it. And then that happened. And I was like, what? Why? Yeah. Why would you do that? It's How did no one think that through? Yeah. Or did you think you were going to get some sort of, like, you know, Vice.com traffic off of it? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Also, there were a thousand other lines they could have picked. No. <sighs> no. Uh, war is the only language men understand. Exactly. Yeah. That would be a great that's one. Sure. That yeah. doesn't. That's sure. I would have bought that. Yeah. yeah. I would have bought two. One for me and one for Lauren. <laughs> Possibly a third for Tom. <laughs> My whole Christmas shopping would have been done. That shirt for all the people. Right? <laughs> anyway, so she runs down, and you know the police arrest her coming up. But of course, it's a decoy, right? Because she's a shown decoy pankers. She's shown very elaborately, you know, putting this veil on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, you know, I it was a it. terrible hat. But I figure, I'm like, she's supposed to be old, so she's supposed to be even old fashioned by like 1912 oh, totally. standards. Yeah, yeah. So she has snuck out the back, and Violet and Edith, who is uh, Helena Bottom Carter's character, mm-hmm. in case you're following along at home, <laughs> uh, they all sneak around the back so they can see her getting in her carriage, and they introduce. Uh, but I guess they are sort of like it's never made that clear. Right. I guess they're sort of like the rock stars yeah, of the yeah. movement, and it would have been nice to see them interacting with other people more mm-hmm. because, especially if you're talking about women, like women are cliquish as fuck and like all of the other like suffragettes would have been like deferring to them and being like oh my god like did you hear what they did well yeah and so emmeline pankhurst is kind of made out to be a cult leader in this movie which i thought was strange like like she seemed so untouchable and that's not how like female click matriarchal dynamics work yeah there's way more intimacy involved but it's also the british class system true yeah so i wouldn't because i mean none of the women in this radical sect are upper class. Right. Mm-hmm. Edith is the highest class one of them and she's solidly middle well, class. Well, there was yeah. the, the, the one that had four lines. The right, rich one? She the was, rich one, yeah. But she no, was, but she wasn't part of the militant, the militant group. Right. She was just handing out pamphlets. Yeah, yeah. She and was, is Emily Pinkhurst high, high class? I can't, I can't remember. I think so. Was like, she? I think she was, I don't know that she was aristocracy, but I mean, she was rich as fuck. Yeah. I, I believe so. Which in America is high class. Yeah. Like, well, right. it doesn't, it, whatever Britain system is, that's not what I we mean, do. look, <laughs> she became the face of the movement and to do that in Britain, she would have to have access to yes. those circles. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, and at some point, and then they get arrested again. Yeah. They get arrested again. And at this point, Brendan Gleeson tries to recruit Caddy as like, a spy like in an the movement. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and sh- then they drop her off. They drop everybody. He says, let the husbands deal with them. He says for his deputies to drop them off at their doorsteps. Mm-hmm. So Caddy gets dropped off and Ben Wishaw uh, is like, hey, uh, fuck you. Yeah, him yeah. and his mustache. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, guess what? Here's all your clothes. 
say goodbye to this mustache. He was like, you're, you know, you're a wife and that's like, you do. And she's like, I, and she says, I'm not, she said, what if I'm not just that anymore? Mm-hmm. And that's when he loses his mind. Like, yeah. 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 So, um, which was actually like a real thing, response. Like, yeah. I was and kind of excited the, for him. Yeah. And one thing I'll say that it was interesting to me was I wasn't sure from the, at, at the outset whether Wishaw, like, how sympathetic he was going to end up yeah. being. Mm-hmm. Cause he didn't, it seemed like he might be somewhat sympathetic to I it. I think it's just he looks like a sympathetic person. Mm naturally which i think was this, you know you're like oh maybe he's gonna be, but that role wound up being filled by um edith's husband right who right. yeah and they, there can only be one remember yeah. there, there can, can only, only be, be one supportive yeah. husband guys <laughs> if you know two supportive husbands one of them is secretly uh abusing his wife specifically <laughs> samuel west was yeah. the one that was supposedly supportive at the beginning but that's then true i was being facetious but that is exactly what happened yeah don't yeah. No kidding yep Oh, because that's the first time they go to prison because he's writing out the note to get his wife out. The yeah. mail is set at two pounds. She then writes out a 12 pound note uh, to free all the other women. He's like, uh, no. And I guess the money is hers. Mm-hmm. But she he has to sign it in order to, for it to yeah, be spent. So, but when they got married, all of her assets would have transferred to his ownership. So, right. yeah. Women, we're like stocks with vaginas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, and that's, you know, the whole rebel versus slave line. I mean, in English common law, like women were property. Yeah. You know, they were they were property that you couldn't sell, but they were they were it was topical for the time. No. And I the other thing I'll say, too, and we talk about this a lot and it's not really a winning game to play the oppression Olympics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's like the the situation of woman in the world in every culture is still less than that of men. Mm -hmm. That is something that is so huge. We haven't even fully grappled with it as a society because it's like, you can go into any home in America and chances are the women are treated more poorly than the men. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's true all over the world. And it's in varying degrees, of course. And you know, there are outliers and exceptions and we've made a lot of progress, but worldwide, I mean, and they, at the end, they kind of like do a, a ticker of when women got suffrage. Saudi Arabia still doesn't have suffrage for women. Yeah. 1971? Are you serious? Well, they don't like to pick a side. <laughs> yeah. 71, Switzerland. Yeah. They got an issue of uh, Ms. Magazine <laughs> and they said, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is equality. <laughs> Busted some of the German Nazi money. <laughs> we just had franchise our women. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, so it's still real shitty everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And this movie, like, and the movie doesn't do what a lot of things do, which is like, hey, everything was fine. Um, but it doesn't do a great job of like really contextualizing it in a way that affects us now. Yeah. Right. It's like, okay, how does this map onto current day struggles? I have no idea. Yeah. Like, again, I'll bring up Selma because it was really good. It was. That movie was released at a time and it was extremely resonant with all of the unrest that was happening and is still happening mm-hmm. right now in America. But this, I'm like, okay, where, you know, yeah, it Britain feels like it has the national health, which I assume covers abortions. Like, I don't know what, you know, what I'm supposed to take away from this at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's just a cop-out cheat where it's like, let's go to the beginning of the movement. I'm like, actually, let's do like the 70s. That's actually pretty controversial. We actually have a theory that nobody really understands what happened between the years of 19... 19- like 1968 to 1980 
Nobody. Well, we identified a period in the 70s specifically. Did we? Like 1973 oh, to 1978. Know what, you're right. And that was more, like, more culturally. Like, yeah, what was going just, on culturally between 73 and 78? Nobody has any idea. It's just like cricket, wasn't it? No, yeah. it wasn't even that. I just think everybody was like sitting alone at home on their hands. <laughs> they were like, we can't watch the TV, Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll figure that out someday. Yeah. No, because like the bicentennial happened and everybody was like, uh, okay. Yeah. Like, I guess the bicentennial's happening. Like, should we be happy? Right. right. Okay, uh, so they all, okay, so he tries to recruit her. And she gets kicked out of her home. Mm-hmm. So she gets put into, you know, some sort of safe house that they operate. Yeah. And starts working for the movement. Mm-hmm. The Women's Society. Uh, the WSPU. Women's Social something union. They said it a bunch of times. Yeah, I know. And we've we've researched it, in fact, and I, I cannot remember Anyway, it. so she works there. She, like, operates the printing press. And, yeah, you they know. had cash funding because that building was nice. Oh, yeah. God. I was like, damn, I want to work for you guys. I That's know, right? cool. Yeah. Now, also wrote a letter to Brendan Gleeson declining to inform for him. I was like, you really, you can just ghost on that situation. Uh, you don't have to. <laughs> no, but, uh, but then the audience, after that, so Edith is like Mrs. Pankhurst, and she seems to be like they're lined, the Pankhursts. Mm-hmm. She's like the Pankhursts. Pankhurst want us to like get more militant. They're like, actually, two of the Pankhursts are kind of like, Mom, you need to like slow your roll. And Emmeline is like, fuck you. Which I love. Yeah. yeah. Which, again, would have been a great movie. I know. Like that. Even if you mm. don't want to make it about the Pankhurst, show the schism in the movement. Yeah. Right. And how that affected everybody. Yeah. But uh, so they've all decided they all meet in this old church. Mm-hmm. And Helen Bob Carter's like, if y'all are not right or die, please leave. Yeah. Uh, we won't judge you, but like, Get out. We're going to yeah. judge you. So everybody stays and they have a plan where they're going to blow up a bunch of post boxes and cut telegraph lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, Catalade sent her letter to Brendan Gleeson before they blew up the post box. Well, an important line that is that is dropped is that the, no one must be injured. Mm-hmm. So this is they, they very much believe in property damage, but yeah. they're not like it's not. Uh, because, again, you know, you say war is the only language men understand. And women are like, we've improved it. Just ruin property. There's no reason to kill anybody. Yeah. 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 Uh, so they do that. Uh, that's cool. I guess they probably get arrested again. I don't know. They there's a lot of arrests. Okay, so only the one weird looking lady that we love got arrested. Oh right, that's right. She's the only one who got arrested because somebody photographed her. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were like, "Well, we have to go forward. Whatever, this is fine." Oh, yeah. the one with the stuff in her shirt. Yeah, okay, but then they did somehow. Okay, then they decide they're going to blow up Lloyd George's new house. Yeah, that he's having built. So they go. Uh, and that's like, where Mustache's wife is like, "Well, I'll give you the info because my husband has betrayed the cause." Yeah. So she is like, here's where the house is, blah, blah, blah. Um, Helen Bottom Carter's husband comes in on her grinding up gunpowder, and he's like, hey, boo, <laughs> have you thought about maybe not blowing stuff up for a while? It just seems um, like you could die. And she's like, nope. Yeah. And he's like, all right. So yeah. he drives them and then also drives the getaway car. This is sweet explosion. Yeah. yeah. What if the movie started here? Yes. <laughs> what if the movie started Ooh. here? Cut out all that weird backstory. You would get a male audience. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't call this movie Suffragette. Call it Women Blowing Stuff Up. Everybody would go see it. Yeah, call it the Bomb Squad. <gasps> ah! I already like it better. <laughs> bomb Squad goals. <laughs> <laughs> um. So 
they are arrested in, in the wake of that. I forget. Yeah. Like I was never cl- again. I was never clear on what charges they were actually being arrested. And for. they were not either. Like, yeah. It like, was, they're like, we're arresting you for being around. Yeah. It was like, you'll <laughs> reasons. Be, you'll be arrested because good. <laughs> reasons yeah because because brendan gleason's like oh you know blah blah she's like oh you're not gonna find any dynamite or whatever and he's like yeah but while you'll be convicted on something if nothing else and that was again again, with subtitles would have been it was like menace or something like that yeah i don't know it was like mccarthyism like like, i get it he's mccarthy got it Anyway, so they um, are all in prison again, and they're doing hunger strike with Emily, who we haven't even mentioned yet, but yeah. they met her the first time they were in prison. She's she's part of the bomb squad. She's part of the bomb squad, and they're all doing hunger strike. And she's real. She's actually like, she's a real, a real person. actual person. Yeah. We aren't clear if Helena Bottom character <laughs> Helena Bottom character <laughs> we're not clear if Helena Bottom character is real. <laughs> Uh, I'm guessing Violet is not real because who can be bothered to ever write down stories about poor people because they're all too busy working. Yeah. Or getting uh, pregnant. And, and Violet, or being illiterate. And Violet yeah. does cop out for when they all blow them, the house up. Like, yeah. She's like, oh, out. But I'm, she's also uh, pregnant, which I also feel like is, I'm like, oh. She's like, I can't raise the kids I have. And I'm like, well, maybe you can sh- have a, like a stress miscarriage. Like, would that not be helpful to you? Yeah, like, I don't know. It's but, very um, confusing. The heat will melt the fetus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. It did occur to me that, that all the poor people in this movie appear to be literate, and I don't know. That may be reasonably accurate for for England hmm. at the time. Yeah. Um. But it just it struck I me. Think no, I'm not. I, it, I, or maybe I'm not sure. it's because the only poor people that we see are these laundresses yeah. that do occasionally have to like make deliveries and stuff. Well, yeah, I don't that, know. And my problem with Catalade is that like she's too you know, like I understand why she's a submissive person living in the environment she's in like I even get all that I think mm-hmm. it's kind of bullshit but I get it her accent does not work mm. she is the clearest most like blah accent of them all uh-huh. whereas yeah. she would be very much like very defined by her class including oh, in her accent <laughs> right I mean that would have made it worse for me because I already no, couldn't understand she what should be talking more like Tom Hardy on Peaky Blinders <laughs> yes everybody should no, be talking ben more like on Peaky Blinders Wishaw's doing it yeah Side note, I feel like Ben Whishaw is the real life version of um, Andy Millman's nemesis in extras. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like that, there's that. some there's some background artist somewhere that every time Whishaw does well is like, <laughs> ah and every time Whishaw sees him, he's like, Oh, you know, I was just seeing Suffragette. <laughs> Brennan Gleason, Carrie Mulligan. Oh, hang on, gotta <laughs> Carrie's call my phone. <laughs> hey Cadillac, that's my nickname for him. And he just answers a banana. Yeah. <laughs> Coriolanus Burt. (laughs) Yes, I am happy with my cell phone service. Um, So, somewhere in here, Catalade steals her son from daycare. Yeah, for like an afternoon. But doesn't have the prudence to keep him. (laughs) What's she going to do with him? And the law is not on her side. And she also at some point starts living in this church. Like, what seems to have happened is that (laughs) somebody told the directors, they were like, hey, you know, if you ever want to shoot in this church, it's free. Yeah. And they're like, great. Characters living there. All their meetings are there. (laughs) Boom. We're going to put the, uh, the Darby's going to happen there. <laughs> Every, yeah, basically it's just shot in that one place. Yeah. yeah. So she goes and picks him up and they have a whole day and then she brings him back and a Ben Whishaw is understandably like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, and then they have a fight mm-hmm. and she's like, it's not fair. And he's like, it's the law. And she's like, no. 
And that's why I want to change it. Idiot. Um, I'm a suffragette now. Thanks to you. So. <laughs> yeah, it was a little petulant. <laughs> they're like planning some stuff or something. Um, cause like, this last stint in prison. Oh, cause she was in prison and on hunger strike and they force fed her. Right. And again, start with the force feeding. I don't know why we have to build up to it. Yeah. Also, that scene was not as moving as the one in Iron Giant Angels. No! Cause I don't give a shit about this character. No, yeah. I know. Yeah. I like, don't know what motivates her. I don't know what she cares about. I don't, I don't, I care more about Violet than I care about her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so she was force fed and, uh, Edith has been severely weakened from their stay in prison. Just, yeah. she's, I mean, and she's been in a lot. Like, she's got a lot of, they get like a new bar, I mm-hmm. think, every time on mm-hmm. their on their metal right. ribbon. And she's got a shitload. Yeah. Um, so she... Oh, fun fact. Prison? Uh, shitty. <laughs> real shitty. Yeah. In yeah. case you weren't aware, real bad. Um, but anyway, but like her heart apparently is weak, which again, we're told versus that yeah, ever being vague. important before. Yeah. yeah. But I'm going to let it slide because I like these characters. Mm-hmm. Because well, so, of the husband said it, think, yeah. like him. And I also think that was kind of more just a 19 teens, you know, best guess at a medical diagnosis more than like a real. <laughs> it could have been rheumatoid arthritis. I'd have no yeah. idea. Right. Anyway, so they're trying to like plan something. Mm-hmm. Um, in the midst of that, Catalade goes back home one more time because it's her son's birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rich lady asks about him and she's like, it's his birthday. Except she doesn't even do that good of an accent. Right. Um, but so she goes and she's got a present for him and then Wishaw opens the door. He's all dressed up, but I'm mm-hmm. like, what's up, dude? And he says, not now, which makes that the next thing that unfolds even shittier. Yeah. yeah. Cause she forces her way in and her son is there, but so are her son's new parents. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, yeah. And again, you send your kid off for adoption on his birthday. Like, come on. And then you say to the wife that you've kicked out because you're a jerk, you can't talk to him now, come back later. Like, there yeah. was a later available. Yeah. Oh, my God. Fuck you. Yeah. And he's like, well, I can't manage him mm-hmm. with you gone. And it's just like, Whoa. Yeah. Well, part of it is, and this is like, and I caught this like later in his, you know, rantings is that the local like daycare ladies or whatever won't take him anymore mm-hmm. because of the scandal. Yeah. Apparently. So. The scandal of her being to prison for doing nothing, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah very scandalous. So she manages to give him his birthday present, which is a little carved elephant. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, your mother's name is Maud Watts. Never forget that. I mean, he, he's four. Yeah. Dude. Like this is, and not... it's a very forgettable name too. And, like... uh, also that kid's going to be real fucked up if he does remember. And then is like, oh, she was a composite character the whole time. <laughs> it's going to be really messed up in the head. Yeah. Well, and so she's like, come find me, which I mean, that's creative, but I'm like, Oh my God. Like that was actually kind of this heart, like breaking moment where I'm like, no. Yeah. And it was, but like, again, it was the first time you felt for her, but, I really wanted it to happen to someone else who I liked <laughs> mm-hmm. that I found more interesting, you know? Yeah, but so, that's, that scene was reasonably legit. Yes. Then she hits him, which good. Which, yeah. yeah I was super about that. I was mm-hmm. like, yes. I'm all Past been- generations, <laughs> rise up in your fists. <laughs> <laughs> so then, basically, you know, the the bill won't pass. They're, they can't even make any traction. The newspapers aren't covering their antics anymore. Mm-hmm. They don't know what to do. But then they realize the Darby's coming up. Mm-hmm. It's all about the Darby. Yeah. Uh, and the king's got a horse in it. Yeah. So they're like, okay, we're going to go to the Darby. We're going to, like, interrupt the king. 
and then they'll have to like put it on because they're you know the it's a worldwide event. Yeah, There's all these cameras from other countries' media. Yeah, and and so they their plan is to to show a flag. Their their flag votes for women. Mm-hmm. It, it not it's not like a violent reaction. It's it's more of a just a, a noticeability. They just yeah. wanted to be seen. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> Sorry, guys. This movie's real boring. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Emily gives uh, Catalade a book. Yeah. That's, uh, that's called, called Dreams. Dreams? Yeah. And I'm like, is this a real book? And the last 15 minutes of the movie is her reading it, and I did not care. I was like, <laughs> is this like a meditation? Or like, I don't... It, it, I mean, that's what it's... It seemed like... Uh, it seemed like... I don't know. It seemed like an Oprah-type it situation. It seemed like a self-published thing. <laughs> yeah. Where like all of the all of the stuff are just like, oh my god, have you read Dreams? I lo- you have to read... I'll give you my copy of Dreams, and then we can all write our names in it, and then we'll like, <laughs> give it to our daughters and stuff. <laughs> I hope that book burned. <laughs> um, so anyway, Emily and Catalade and Edith are all supposed to go together. Mm-hmm. But uh, Edith's husband very cleverly uh, locks her in her closet <laughs> because he's like, your heart can't take it, even though they're not blowing anything up. Right. He's like, no. And like it's uh, that to me was like the most emotional part of it. Yeah. And it's more that it's not that he necessarily thought that this particular event would like put her over the edge he just didn't think she could survive another stint in yeah prison. he didn't want to go back to prison yeah um so it's just emily and catalade that get there and then brendan gleason God. crack detective daughters into this church he's so like, he's like yeah I, I suppose i'll just wander over to that church that this woman's been living in alone uh and so my he- beard heard that uh <laughs> this church was open for filming <laughs> making a short taking it to con <laughs> <laughs> and so he finds there a newspaper open to a page announcing that the darby is that day Ugh. and he's like aha i it's understand everything now. yeah right <laughs> he's like well this yep. any anybody in any like training program for law enforcement would be like that is not a clue no. <laughs> We are all dumber for you having suggested that, <laughs> that is a clue. And then, like, what if it had been open to, like, you know, the Dan Savage column or yeah, something? Like, what would have happened? <laughs> he would have been like, it all makes sense now. <laughs> I really should cheat to save my marriage. <laughs> Dan Savage would never say that. Yeah, he would. Oh, yeah. To cheat? Yeah. yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. He definitely says it frequently. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, if, if, if your partner is refusing to have sex with you and you don't want to end the marriage then he says that it's fine to go get sex somewhere else oh yeah as long as they don't find out about it and it won't hurt them that all just sounds really complicated i know (laughs) it does it's a lot of work i'm not good at keeping secrets (laughs) yeah i just date multiple people and that's how i solve all that like whatever they all know it's fine (laughs) anyway wow but see, here's the thing. I don't. Uh, I don't. Okay, look, we can talk yeah, about well, Dan Savage that's later. That's a whole separate. Yeah. This is. I know we that's all a want different to talk podcast. about anything else. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, so he's like, well, I definitely know what's happening. Not going to tell anybody or phone the copious police presence that is at also, the Darby. No, and why is he having this heated reaction when they're planning a peaceful protest and have been doing peaceful protests throughout? Really? Yeah. No one has died. Yeah. Uh, although he says that, you know, Lloyd George's housekeeper, like, almost died in that explosion, but, you know, she didn't, so. Did you think about that? (laughs) Did you think about her forgetting her gloves? No, they didn't, and she's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I guess her gloves probably uh, aren't so hot anymore, (laughs) I hope he's buying her new gloves. (laughs) It's not her fault she works for Lloyd George. (laughs) 
So they get there, and the horses are in the parade ring and all being filmed, and they're like, great, this is our chance. We're going to, like, bust in there and, like, unfurl our flag. But then some guy's like, you can't go in there. And they're like, oh. So <laughs> They didn't think at all. That was our through. whole plan. <laughs> right. So they're just sort of, like, wandering around being like, well, we'll, we'll figure something out here. And then, you Emily. know, Emily is like, okay, I see what I'm going to do. I got my plan. And she, as is famously, you know, a real event. She jumps out in front of the king's horse and is run down and killed by it. In the worst example of CGI death scene that I've ever seen, apart from the season finale of, or the series finale of Sons of Anarchy when he drives into that semi. Um, we, we don't watch that show, so thanks <laughs> for convincing us to never watch it. Yeah, it's seven seasons to build up to that moment. Yeah. Um... God, I wish he'd played Christian Grey. I know! Because <laughs> so Jamie Dornan is kind of like a plank of wood with googly eyes glued on it. Like, he's just done. I disagree. He's really good in the fall. But, yeah, anyway. well, yeah, I think I, Christian uh, Grey is a plank of wood with some googly eyes. Like, yeah. And a whip. <laughs> right, he's, yeah, he's sentient clothing. Okay, anyway, we're almost yeah, there, we're guys. Almost done. Let's stay on track. So, uh, as is the general theme of this movie of caddy watching things happen near her she <laughs> I, watches that happen well and she tries to stop her and i'm like they should have called this movie carrie mulligan tries to stop women's suffrage from happening <laughs> because there's, there's only like 20 minutes of this movie where she's like fuck yeah but like the re- she's like i don't know like i don't really uh she's just we, milling around what yeah if we didn't though <laughs> yeah but this has motivated her she's got a plan now <laughs> and that plan is to run back to the laundry that she got fired from. Uh, yeah, she oh, got, and she got when in when she got fired, she took the iron she was using and uh, crushed her boss's right, hand. And that Ooh. is when they tried to recruit her. Yeah. Um, no, and like she also like tried to be like, oh, by the way, like Wishaw, you knew the whole time that like that dude was like fucking me, and Wishaw is like, I don't have enough of a personality to respond to that. <laughs> right. Yeah, he was like a sock. Like there was just <laughs> nothing about him. No. Uh, Wishaw Winsock. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, yeah. So, so she, she goes to that laundry, finds uh, Maggie, Maggie v- v- Violet's daughter. Violet? Yeah, Violet. And uh, it's contractually obligated that if you have a British uh, TV show or other period piece, there has to be at least one woman named Violet. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Uh, so she grabs Maggie and is like, you're coming with me. And Maggie's like, what? But well, th- this is only slightly wor- uh, better than being raped by that guy, but I'll take it. Yeah. Right. And so she goes to Mustache's wife's house and is like, this is Maggie. She's really good at laundry and uh, other things. Never clearing this with Violet, I might add. Yeah. No, or Maggie. Or Maggie, for that matter. Yeah, no. Maggie does not true. know the plan until they get to the place, you know. And uh, Mustache's wife, whose name we never found out by the way mm. it was mrs something yeah it was mrs holt i think but she's like maud and maud is like bye <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh yeah so that's so like once maud's out of of you know sight then she's just gonna be like hey maggie can you just go back wherever the fuck you <laughs> like i didn't ask for this yeah this is not how career changes work um yeah and no, then she, she she hires her as a servant whatever. the um the quote-unquote good news Mm-hmm. is that the international press is going bananas right. over this story. And there's this huge funeral. Thousands of people are lining the streets. Mm-hmm. The uh, U... WSPU. The WSP... God, I'm bad at acronyms, guys. <laughs> 
Uh, they are, you know, they're, they're in full, you know, they kind of like got, it seemed like they got ransacked at one point or something. Oh, right. and like, or, no, they got raided and a bunch of them got arrested. Yeah. Or like something. everybody was sad. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. So like, you know, they've all got bunches of lilies and they've got a tea set up for afterward and just, you know, people are everywhere. They're like her, they're wearing funeral, black armbands. Her mm-hmm. funeral car is crazy yeah like every flower you can imagine and it says on the side uh like she gave all she had yeah for the cause yeah yeah and you know then they cut to actual archival footage which was to me the most interesting part of the movie (laughs) yeah um and then they you know tell the long annoying story of women's suffrage in england this opened and ended with the star wars credits yeah (laughs) yeah well and and what's funny or uh, funny haha but is that like there was like that didn't actually change anything. It's it's they're still fifteen years away. Again, from at least equality. Iron Jawed Angels tells the story of the vote that actually achieved universal suffrage for white women. Granted, but like right. it was a vote that happened, and this is like there's still what like what's 1928 was when it was fully enfranchised right, right? Yeah. so there's like decades in there yeah of people and, still doing stuff yeah and because what happened was world war one broke out and completely fractured the movement and everybody was like oh no we can't be agitating now we're like we're at mm-hmm. war we have to focus on that and and you know that you know those debates and conflicts would have been very interesting but yeah. the movie stopped before we got there yeah so no stars <laughs> <laughs> Negative stars. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed ripping on it with you guys. <laughs> See, that's um, it. Is it's it's really boring and unforgivably so. Yeah, yeah. and then and on top of that, offensive. Yeah, that's, yeah. The issue of it is just as a movie, it just is boring and wishy-washy and predictable. And the I dialogue also, is bad. Yeah. I want to say we try to find some alternative programming, but there's not a lot out there. There's yeah. Iron John Angels. Right. Right. There's an American Experience about Ida B. Wells Barnett. Um, but apart from that, this is not a subject that has been touched. Yeah. And I mean, and this is the same for people of color everywhere. It's just like, there's all of these amazing stories, but we keep telling the same one over and over again. And badly. And then when that doesn't work, we add composite characters (laughs) just for baffling reasons. Yeah. So, you know, points for trying to tell a story about women's suffrage. Uh, but after that, everything went wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's, uh, been it. Yeah. For Suffragette. Yeah. I we'll guess that's it. We'll be back soon then. with, uh, Anne of Green Gables, the sequel, Ooh. also baffling <laughs> <laughs> in its own inimitable fashion. Yes, but much funner. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, yeah. So thank you so much for being here, Lauren. Thank you for having me. Be sure me. and check out her other podcasts and, uh, we'll have you back again. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's it. Mm-hmm. I forgot how the real podcast ends because we've been doing instant takes and we're like, yeah. bye. <laughs> uh, but until next time, up, up yours, yours downstairs, downstairs. luncheon out.